this is Penn and Bray, and you're listening to Make a Scene Canada on Pacific Northwest Radio. Happy Tuesday night, everyone. This is Sherelle Jardine, and this is Make a Scene Canada on Pacific Northwest Radio. I'm a proud Canadian, sharing the songs and stories of our Canadian musicians. Make a Scene Canada is sponsored by Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget. From producing to recording and mixing, contact Sheldon Zaharko at sheldonzaharko.com. If you love the show and would like to donate to Make a Scene Canada, please visit pacificnorthwestradio.com and click on the top right where it says Contribute. Click on Become a Patron, and then you have a few options. On the bottom, you can make a custom pledge and donate whatever you like, or there's a few fun tiers. Shout yay. One dollar a month. Get a shout-out on your favorite podcast. Select Rockstar. Twenty dollars a month. Get a shout-out on your favorite podcast. Get one minute of airtime on each episode of your favorite podcast. And Wowzers. A hundred dollars a month. Become an official sponsor of any of our five podcasts or online radio station. There is a lot that goes into running the station and its podcasts, and while we bring it to you for free, we could use some support to keep running and growing. Any contributions, no matter how small, are appreciated. If you're interested in advertising with the station or Make a Scene Canada, please get in touch. And in the subject line, put Make a Scene Canada or Pacific Northwest Radio, or perhaps one of our other programs, and you can find them all on PacificNorthwestRadio.com. If you miss a show, don't worry, you can find it on demand. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also you can go to our website, PacificNorthwestRadio.com. Right now, while you're listening to the show, find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Make a Scene Canada. We also have a group page, Make a Scene BC, where you can post your upcoming gigs. Give the station a like on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pacific Northwest Radio. Pennon Bray is a Vancouver-based singer-songwriter whose music has a vintage 1970s tinge, employing lush strings, arrangements, roaming pedal, steel guitar, and a rich driving beat. He's written a pair of screenplays, filmed them, and made independent films, The Astronaut and Two Below Zero. Hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, thanks for offering it. Yeah, awesome. You know what I love the most about producing Make a Scene Canada is that I get to find gems like you right in my backyard. Yeah, well, likewise. I was listening to your music, and um, yeah, you have two good different band projects going on right now. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about me, because this is all about you today, but with Stone Poets, it's this modern folk trio thing. Yeah, and then yeah. with Head, I actually get to have an alter ego, which is amazing. I get to be somebody it, it, totally different, and I love it. <laughs> is it kind of more like a 90s, 80s, hard rock type of band, Head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With, with some okay. like um, Nine Inch Nails influences. So there, there's okay. some modern influences too. But yeah, definitely got some of that 90s thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I want yeah, to talk about good. you. Now, you contacted me on LinkedIn, which was totally awesome. That's a really great platform for people to find each other yeah. these days, right? And yeah, yeah. You wrote me this really lovely message, which was really modest. And you casually mentioned that, you know, you wrote a few screenplays and filmed them and made a few independent films and used the music that you recorded a soundtrack. That's pretty modest because you've done amazing things in such a short amount of time. 
Oh, thanks. I had done a number of music videos um, before, and um, I had recorded an album that was, uh, for the first time, um, I, I used uh, a lot of violins, uh, cellos, mandolins, banjos, different types of instruments than I was using before, which was kind of your more standard band setup, like with guitar and keyboards and drums and whatnot. So the, the the sound had kind of um, a bit of a cinematic feel to it, and um, yeah, all, all this music was was completed for an album. I had done a number of music videos, um, but the three minute format seemed kind of kind of limiting, anyways. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I thought, oh, well, maybe a film could be a different vehicle, you know, for the music. And at first, I didn't know how much I was going to enjoy uh, like writing a, a script or a screenplay without the injection of music, you know, like with, you know, as we write lyrics to, to, to songs, you know, we have the beat or we have the, the, the rhythm. Um, I was curious if, if writing a screenplay was going to feel a little dry anyways without that sort of injection of rhythm or melody to bounce off of to come up with the words. But actually it it was um, the process. It, it felt really exciting and um, invigorating to do. So, yeah, it was a nice surprise to sort of to, to fall upon. So I, I want to go back because I want to mm-hmm. know where you started from. So on your bio, it says, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you will be among the stars. And that's kind of how you live your life, isn't it? You know, as a kid, you were fascinated yeah, by yeah. pictures of the planets and the solar system and galaxies. So can you remember like way, way back when the creativity first started for you? Well, I think likewise with you, like when, you know, when, when we're kids and, and still as adults, you know, like there's, um, you know, it's just a, an infinite source of wonderment, you know, especially getting out of the city and looking up at the stars. So, um that topic was fun to write about, but um, I think when I was uh, when I was 18, and I moved from uh, Toronto to Vancouver. Before that, you know, I did my piano lessons and had a little bit of introduction to guitar and whatnot. I didn't I didn't write any music. It was when I moved to a new location that leaving the the place where I grew up, um, and I had a little bit of time on my hands and some emotion of you know, of of missing some people uh, back home, that uh, I started to write and uh, started to write music. And um, maybe you can recall the first time that you got into that. Like it is such a um, you know a beautiful experience and mm-hmm. um, moment in your life. You know, it's it's kind of like you know you remember who your first kiss or whatever your first slow dance. And I think as musicians, you know, we can remember that first time that that um we fell upon writing writing a song and you know and how good that felt mm-hmm. no matter how bad it was i remember my first song <laughs> yeah i yeah. still have it like written down somewhere and it just i look back once in a while just to go baby you've come a long way <laughs> oh it's it's great therapy it's uh it's it's a great exercise to yeah to obviously to to express what you're going through. So um, 18, I, that was kind of a, a pivotal moment anyways, instead of just, you know, um, going to piano lessons and 
playing the, um, the classical music or the sheet music from Top 40 Radio to trying to, to write your own thing. Um, that was really a special moment. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a gift from the universe because nobody really tells you how to do it. You know, you just, you pick up an instrument and you start playing around with it and then the words come and, and then you have a song and you're like, wow, yeah. right? It's, it's such yeah, a gift. Yeah, that's right. It's still, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still um, a mystery, um, you know, and it's probably like, like any type of art, whether it be dance or painting or or acting that sometimes things bubble up and, and you find yourself doing something new and yeah it's just that that creative um process which is so beautiful mm-hmm. is your family in the music industry at all or do you have anybody you know that when you were growing up that you were aspiring to be well i mean i think growing up i mean we all had our our heroes you know and we go through we, we keep those heroes and we discover new heroes. Um, so, I, I mean, I know musically, uh, in high school, I was a huge fan of John Mellencamp. Me too. And, yeah, I just, I just, I just admired, you know, what he stood for and, and his lyrics and, and his music. And Steve Miller, I remember getting to Steve Miller a lot and really loving him. And then when I moved to Vancouver, um, I was working in the stock room of a beer store and, and, and I had a radio back there, uh, just to help the time pass. And, um, at that time, uh, in Vancouver in the nineties, there was the rock, rock radio was just fantastic. Um, I, I think it's still quite good in, in town, but, the, but at that point there was even, a couple of more stations, and anyways, I I became um, familiar with with I got into the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, I superficially knew them before, but it was kind of like a a light switch. And um, after listening to them, getting into more um, blues music that influenced them, like uh, Muddy Waters and Howling Wolf and and things like that. So artistically, those are the people who I always uh, draw from. Okay, cool. So you are one of those triple threat kind of guys, right? You've got your hands in a few different things. So I want to talk about the music and also about your films. So let's start with where did you record the music for the Astronaut soundtrack and who was involved in the production? Yeah, well, I recorded it um, about 90% of it here in Vancouver in East Van at Blue Light Studio. And, um, yeah, it's a great studio uh, to work in. And I worked with uh, producer Kai Felch-Nielsen, a great producer to work with. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic. We, we worked with local musicians, uh, Cameron Wilson, um, who plays with a number of different ensembles and groups, including um, the VSO on violin, um, um, we had cello with uh, Dave Peters, uh, Kai. Um, besides producing, he played drums on the album. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, I, I had um, nine tracks. I have a, a friend of mine who's been giving me advice and kind of mentoring me a bit. Uh, he he recommended having a couple of more upbeat rock tracks uh, on the album, and his name is. Um, 
uh, Eric Alexandrakis, and uh, actually is sort of name dropping here, but yeah, he was just nominated for uh, a Grammy um, for uh, his uh, music and spoken word album. Um, but he's played with um, Steve Ferroni, um, who is the drummer for a couple of decades with. Uh, with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, cool. And before that, he had drummed with uh, Clapton in the 90s and um, Duran Duran in the 80s. And, yeah, and then Eric was friends also with um, uh, Gary Beers, who's the bass player for In Excess. I wrote uh, one upbeat rock track, and then Eric and I wrote one together. And we got Steve and Gary to play the rhythm section um, on on those tracks. And I did the guitars uh uh, up in Vancouver, and so they they laid down the the drums and bass um, in uh, in L.A., and those are on the two lead singles, uh, "Walk with Me" and "Crashland." Oh, cool. Okay, and um, this is super interesting, and I've you know I admire you for doing this. Speechless is an album with only the music yeah. from the astronaut. That's a super cool idea to do that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, the, the artwork. For we've had three albums uh, from the astronaut actually. So um, we, we, yeah, I decided to strip the songs of the lyrics, uh, and you know it's kind of good for potential licensing opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know to present music that's that's lyric free. So yeah, and and sometimes you you know as background music or whatever you you might want not want the interf- interference of someone singing yeah so that that was the third album um from the astronaut film and then the second album was called gravity and then the we have a fourth album and that's the final album coming out which is uh, kind of an album of bootlegs um from the astronaut film and um, these were initial tracks um, done about seven years ago um, that I had nearly forgotten about. And a local producer in town, Adam Fulton, and I, we, we connected the 10 songs with sound effects in between each of the songs to create one 42-minute composition. And then we tried to tell some type of story between the songs so that you, you hear the song and then there's sound effects and a story that, that happen between each song. And then, yeah, as you listen, hopefully through the 42 minute, which I know is a long time to listen, but over that, that, that arc, that there's, there's a story that's, that's being told uh, between the songs. Uh, and we actually got, um, Bro Jake, who is a uh, you know a famous uh, uh, radio presenter yeah, in Van- yeah. yeah in Vancouver for decades, um, years ago we approached him because we were looking for someone with a voice with um, you know with with real presence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he has that. <laughs> He's got that and, totally. And and yeah, so he he has a little cameo uh, on the very last uh, sound effect between the songs. So that was kind of special because you can remember, how, you know, what a presence or, you know, what a part of Vancouver that he was, you know, listening to the radio mm-hmm. um, growing up. So, so yeah, that's, and that's the fourth album. So, and is that out now? That's coming out awesome. on the 22nd. So whereas the first three albums, they're kind of more produced in a bigger way. Um, this is a bit more stripped down and um, 
it's what we did at the old location, the Blue Light Studio, and uh, yeah, there's not, they're not as heavily uh, produced, but there's a there's kind of a, an innocent charm um, about them as we were going about. You know, there are our initial recordings of the songs before we produce them more. Yeah, there's there's a certain kind of original charm to them. I think, or I hope. Yeah, that's coming out this Friday. Awesome. Is it going to be available? Are you guys pressing any um, vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> well, I pressed vinyl on the first one, mm-hmm. on the original Astronaut soundtrack, and I can drop you off a couple of copies if you'd like. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, you know the cost of mm-hmm. printing. And um, so, yeah, I, I... Oh, would I love to... Prints, as you know, yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, is uh, it's kind of like a drug for, you know, printing up nice big album covers, yeah. you know, color. and um, yeah, we, for the album covers, um, we worked with um, Dan Jackson, who's a local, really talented local photographer, who does storytelling in his photography, um, and he created two of the four album covers for the astronaut film. And then there's a, a local artist, John Keane, who's also, um, he does a lot of uh, comic book art. And he created the uh, the logos and the album covers for Gravity and Speechless. Oh, okay. And then uh, a local graphic designer, um, uh, Shannon Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she did the typography or the fonts on the uh, on the album covers. Yeah, the, the color... The, the the artwork would look really nice on vinyl. Oh my god! Yeah, and it kind of hurts to talk about. Oh, no, <laughs> because, I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, no, it's all right. Yeah, I'm sure you you've had the same feeling. I feel your pain. Um, We've not done any vinyl yet, and I'm like, oh man, we just let's do it. Let's just do it. So and it's yeah. getting it's getting I think a little bit better. There's um, a factory apparently yeah. opening up in Vancouver if it's not already opened. So. Yeah, it's already open. It is okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I agree with you. The, the prices are coming down slightly. It's just almost mm-hmm. like a an ego thing, right? You know, to have it. I think for me, anyways, it would be because you know, growing up, my older sister always had the albums, and you know, we used to spend hours just looking at the covers and stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah. You know, kind of in our youth, we didn't. We had CDs, so we weren't really used to that. So. Mm-hmm, but anyways, mm-hmm. we could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit here and cry, crying our, our soup. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about your videos now. And mm. I really love your music video and song Strut. Mm, Very thanks. cool. Huge production on the music. Nice. And it reminded mm-hmm. me a little bit of Talking Heads, maybe B-52s mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's cool. also off the uh, Astronaut soundtrack, right? Uh, yeah, that's off the second album, <clears throat> Off Gravity, from the Astronaut film. It's a remix of the original rock track, Strut. And the music video is, the remix is called Strut 1980s. And, mm. and yeah, uh, again, Eric and the producer, Kirk Kelsey, they remixed that. They made it, uh, yeah, very 80s, musically influenced and then for the music video, I really wanted to do a, make a video for that to complement what they did musically in the remix. So, yeah, we went for kind of bright colors, you know, like in the 80s, there's lots of neon and lots of pink and mm-hmm. you know, orange and yellow and, uh, and kind of large, 
over-the-top themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a bunch of plastic pink flamingos <laughs> off of Amazon. And nice. uh, I worked with um, Tim Cash, who is the director for The Astronaut, and our second film, Two Below Zero, and drove down to Central Oregon. And yeah, we filmed this, uh, this music video in the desert. It was a really fun experience. Um, it's one of my... Uh, yeah, favorite music videos to date, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have 23 videos on YouTube. I actually counted them. Maybe mm-hmm. there's more. <laughs> and I didn't get a chance to go through them all, but I really like going down. Like, the elevator filming was super cool, and it sh- it really mm-hmm. showed, like, how you were feeling in the video relationship with your girlfriend, you know, what mm-hmm. was going on, and, and the scene where the two people were making out in front of you and you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, deal yeah. with this. And it was so yeah. cool. So was it the same? Was Tim involved with that one too? Uh, no, the director's artist name is Spool, S-P-O-O-L. And that was uh, the first music video that, yeah, that I ever did. And um, yeah, he was super talented um, with making those visuals happen. I mean, that was a really incredible experience doing a music video for the first time um you know again it was kind of like writing a song for the first time that same type of uh rebirth or um excitement or sensation and in watching the filmmaker do their work and all of a sudden the song had a it felt kind of like magic or kind of like an illusion but the song felt like it had another life or another identity and that was yeah it was a really fun birth of going down that sort of that 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 creativity of marriage of video and music mm-hmm. and then you started having fun thinking of concepts you know like for for music videos and things like that mm-hmm I want to talk about some of your awards. I'm just um, on your webpage right now, kind of taking a look. So tell me, tell me about your awards. Well, the the, the astronaut film, we, we put that out um, in 2018 and 19. Uh, and yeah, that it was a great learning experience, learning about the, you know, film festivals and, and uh, that whole process. So the trailer for the film or the film or the screenplay or the the soundtrack, it participated in uh, in over 100 film festivals. So that was a, a really great experience. You know, to get into like the, you know, like the, it was tough. You know, we, we didn't get crack in like any of the, the giant ones like Sundance or Toronto. You know, uh, unfortunately, it would have been the... Uh, you know, a real thrill, like to you know, punch our ticket into one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we, we felt really great about the films run on the film festival circuit. You know, we, we, it was completely independent uh, production. It was a thirty-day film shoot, and we didn't have any stagehand, like any help with uh, any crew. You know, to wow. help move equipment. You know, we would act in it, and then we ourselves would. You know, move the lighting equipment and the sandbags around. So it was that was labor of love, though. And um, that film um, just last, just in January, yeah, got onto Amazon Prime uh, for for Prime Video, anyway. Awesome. So it's it's streaming there. And then our new film we just released on the film festival circuit in October 2019, and for this year, it's called 
two below zero. Mm-hmm. And we set that in 1979, sort of the edge of the disco, rock and roll, fashion-wise type of era. And um, it's about this author whose who's fiancé leaves him at the altar. And um, he's kind of an obsessive writer, and that's why she, she leaves him. And um, he sort of has a, a fuse kind of blow in his, in his mind, and he, he doesn't want to accept that she's, she's left him. So he's created a, a mannequin in, in her likeness. I know, I saw it. It's great. And, and, and they, they, they move away in this trailer into this. We filmed it during the winter in, in, in central Oregon. And they live in, in the middle of nowhere in this trailer with a sporadic population. And there's a, there's three female bullies. Uh, and the one alpha female gets a liking to this author. And they discover that he's in a relationship with a mannequin. And they develop a jealousy to the mannequin. So it's, uh, it's, kinda, it's a dark comedy. Um, and so that's what we're working with right now. Wow, you're you're so talented. It's crazy. Oh, well, I I don't know about that. We're just we're throwing stuff against the wall, and uh, screenwriting has become a really fun exercise, like a real high. Like I never, um, yeah, it's something I really recommend for people to to do. Um, it's a really interesting creative process. Uh, you know, after one's completed, you, you know, I'm I find myself a bit tired. But but after two or three months, uh, I want to get back into into writing into writing more writing and working on a new one. So it's um, yeah it's it's, um, it's a really fun creative process you know that I, that to to be a part of. Would you ever consider working on screenplays for other artists? Um, sure. Yeah. Right now. Um, I'm finding it a, a good vehicle to, because I have, um, for my music, because I have music recorded, and then I can and drop the music in the in the film. Um, so I still have some more music that I'd, I'd like to release and, and apply to films. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'd, I'd be open to that. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? Yeah. It could be another, yeah, yeah. another avenue. Yeah. Now, you sent me three songs. Yep. Uh, Crash Land, Strut, and Walk With Me. And I've listened yep. to all three, and I, I can't decide which song to play, so I want you to choose, and I want you to tell me and our listeners what the song is about. Well, this is... We'll go with Crash Land. Okay, cool. And um, it's, kind of, it's influenced by late 70s, 80s, 90s rock. It features Steve Ferroni on, on drums and and Gary Gary Beers. Uh, from an excess on bass. It was written with um, Erica Alexandrakis. This track was the final track written for the Astronauts soundtrack. So the, the crash land, the lyrics, it, it kind of touches upon what could be described as elements of space flight. So it, it kind of went with the film well. Awesome. So how can people find you on social media? Yeah, well, if you just Google Hennan Bray, that's two words, and it's P-E-N-N-A-N and B-R-A-E, and then um, everything is sort of displayed right there. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. No, thanks, Sherelle. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, and take care. We're going to have to go for (laughs) coffee soon. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. 
was really good connecting with Pennon. You can find out more about him, his music, and films by visiting his website, pennonbray.com. And that's tonight's show. Leave the station on 24-7. It's music online all the time. You can find your favorite programs at pacificnorthwestradio.com. And if you miss a show, go to our website and click On Demand or find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, plus a whole array of sites. It's all there waiting for you. Big shout out to my Make a Scene Canada sponsor, Sheldon Zaharko from Zed Productions. All you rock stars ready to record your new album or single, check out Zed Productions at sheldonzaharko.com. The music that you're listening to right now is from my band Head, recorded with Sheldon. And if you'd like to hear my softer side, you can find Stone Poets at stonepoets.ca. Tune in every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to Make a Scene Canada here on Pacific Northwest Radio to discover your next favorite Canadian artist. I'm Sherelle Jardine. You can find me and my band Stone Poets and Head on social media. Get in touch because I love hearing from you. Take a few minutes out of your day and share artists, make a scene Canada and Pacific Northwest Radio on social media. Now get out and enjoy live music. Bring your friends with you and share the experience. Together, let's make a scene in 2020.